three minutes of Duolingo while you're taking a shit. That's like sociopath behavior. I'm all about non-stop quitters. We'll do whatever you want. I'll, I'll eat a banana in one bite. He will. What? He'll do it. I quit. I quit my corporate job. They blew their load and I was like... It's like asking someone if they believe God is real. It makes me feel better. Yeah, but you don't believe God is real. Huh? We just... It doesn't matter what I think. We're live. Happy New Year. Happy Holidays. <laughs> Is it too oh, late yeah, to say that? It's like the 10th nah, of January. It's the 10th. Yeah, we're live. Yeah, but I, I haven't talked to you. I haven't talked yeah, to you since, yeah. since 2023. So, Happy New Year. Yeah, dude. really. Merry Christmas. It's been a while. Happy New Year. Yeah, I was saying to Miguel before we even started, I was feeling a little nervous, I think, because we haven't done this in a little bit. And um, this is actually our official episode one. We have another uh that we recorded in between this and the pilot that we called episode one but we had so many uh issues with that one and it was we just think it was a little too unprofessional so maybe for our patreon users they'll get to see that (laughs) this is real one yeah become a patreon subscriber if you want to see us uh fumble through figuring this out um but i finally have a real mic and uh you have a real job so we've got a lot to catch up (laughs) on (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Miguel, you're sounding crispy. You're sounding real crispy. Yeah, so um, I haven't really fully told Miguel. I was waiting to tell him on the podcast, but the episode kind of got delayed. So I actually haven't really told him either. But so I got a teaching job. Yay. Yay, teaching job, teaching jujitsu. So if you're listening, if you're listening and you don't know who we are, um, I'm Miguel and on the other half of the world, on the complete opposite end of the world, is Nathaniel. I call him Nate. Um, yeah. He and I met in New York, and he had a corporate job, and I still have a corporate job. But we're starting this podcast to try to just, um, I guess, keep track of our journeys as we convert into working for ourselves. And so yeah, this right. is a big step for Nate. So go ahead and fill me in on the on the jujitsu instruction teaching job. Yeah, yeah. I used to be like like Miguel said, I used to be a corporate worker in New York and we're really just using this podcast as a way to like keep in touch. And I moved here to Taiwan. Um, not really to chase a dream per se, but I did quit my corporate job and I was training full time and doing content. But recently I got a gig teaching jiu-jitsu at the place I've been training at. Um, I'm really happy about it. Um, so basically I was doing some extra training with the gym owner and a couple other guys in kind of like a closed door session. And they had a big tournament. If you guys know what ADCC is, they were competing at the trials and the owner, she got fourth in her division, which is a a big achievement. Um, and when she came back, she, I think she really understood like the methodologies I was using to kind of prepare them. And she actually offered me a job coaching and trying to use my methods on not just like the advanced group, but like on the student body and my regular schedule is just once a week, but I'm filling in for the black belt also who's out of town. So I'm teaching twice a week. And actually, Miguel, I haven't told you this, but through that gym, same gym owner, I actually got a job offer um, at another gym. And it sounds like I'm going to be teaching very regularly there. They asked me to teach gi, no gi, adults and kids. Um, so it's, yeah, nice. it's going to be a really, yeah, it's going to be a really big step up. Um, it literally like I've only been teaching for a month in Taiwan and now it seems like I have, I have my interview tomorrow. I think it's going to go well. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about it. What does, uh, 
what does that interview entail? Uh, I I guess I didn't think that teaching jujitsu had like a sit down face to face. Are you gonna you're not gonna wear a suit, right? And you're not dressed for the job Dude. you want. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Sorry, I I don't know. Like, um, they asked me for a fucking resume. Do you need a resume for combat sport? Uh, how many asses I've kicked? <laughs> Yo, my resume is my like, record. My resume, yeah. my resume are all the limbs I've shattered, <laughs> bro. I like, like I could have given them my software engineering resume, but I've been like, that's so fucking awkward. I think Ariel had a good idea. Like, I could just but, send them but, my pedigree and like some of the competitions I've won. And you know what? Maybe, maybe it is beneficial to show that, like, hey, I, I come from like structure, like, right? Yeah. Yeah, maybe I, mean, if, I do you know, have, have it prepared if they pedigree. ask for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my meeting, and so to answer your question, so one guy, I'm meeting with four people. It's like a pretty intense interview. Well, uh, one yeah. of the guys wanted me to meet in person, and then two of them, thankfully, were like, uh, they'd rather be virtual. And I was like, okay, I'll do virtual. So we have a virtual call at two o'clock tomorrow, and I'll let you know how it goes. I I don't know what I'm gonna wear. I'm definitely not gonna wear a suit. You're gonna wear a gi. You're sitting. You're sitting at your desk in, the, in a gi, <laughs> doing a job interview. In a gi. Imagine like <laughs> like some dude, like some like corporate dude shows up to a job interview in a gi. That's like yeah, Step Brothers type stuff. It it it's some really that's like some uh, flex, like uh, rolling your eyes type flex. Like oh yeah, if uh, I'm not worried about work because I know how to choke someone out in three seconds. Yeah, basically. A power move. Well, congratulations. I guess one of my first questions is before you even left New York, you were talking about how in your mind you kind of saw yourself teaching uh, kids at first and working on your Chinese. Um, Is this like aligning with the picture that you had? months ago or is this better or worse or a version of it dude you totally yeah i totally forgot about that my mother-in-law owns a studio where she teaches like flowers and so and it's across from an elementary school in a rich neighborhood so she had the idea i could like teach jiu-jitsu as like a way to teach english to these kids and she thinks like a lot of these rich parents would pay which is so funny um that yeah that kind of fell through but um so what i didn't mention is my first teaching job here, I only teach in Mandarin. And so I actually have a translator on hand. And beforehand, I prepare like my lesson in English and I translate it like using Google Translate and my wife into like some Mandarin phrases I know or kind of know. And then I like roughly get through it and the translator fills in the gaps. But this new job, actually, I'll be teaching in English, which is like a godsend, honestly. But do you feel like being forced to speak Mandarin is like teaching you a lot faster than you were learning while you were Dude, in New York. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It, it was. And because it's like, I mean, I'm taking Mandarin lessons now, but it's a little different. Like I'm only using it to, to talk to my um, in-laws and like the occasional shop worker, you know, but like the having to like teach to students and like that communication yeah. that like, that communication is actually important and what I'm communicating. And like, that is like the value of a teacher, how well they communicate these ideas. And so there was a lot of pressure and it really did force me to grow. And I'm still going to be teaching 
that regular Friday class, Friday, Tuesday class. Um, but I now that's going to be more of the side gig to my main teaching gig, which will be in English. No, that's really cool. I think, um, just to relate, uh, Maria and I are, we spent much of December in Panama, um, where pretty much Dude, you guys are crazy. Spanish. I feel Why? like you guys are like, I just feel like when I think about it, you guys are never home for just like December. You guys are always gone for like insane amounts of times, so, like totally living <laughs> like a great life. Yeah, that's what ha having no kids is like. So if you're listening and you have kids, I'm sorry. <laughs> that dink light. I'll, I'll take the trip that you want to take. I'll take it for you and fill you in on how it was. <laughs> um, but while I was in Panama, I like I think for the most in a in in, a, in recent memory, my Spanish has improved because I was forced to speak Spanish, and um, like I guess I was a lot less hesitant about speaking Spanish because I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm going to make mistakes and it's going to be embarrassing. Um, but I think like my ordering at restaurants and getting my way through the town skills are better. But there was a <laughs> short story. There was a I, I our Airbnb had a washer and dryer and I wanted to wash some clothes. So I went into a grocery shop and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to use Google Translate at all. I was like, hey, oh, uh, necesito uh, limpiar mi ropa. Um, and they're like, oh, okay. Uh, kind of gave me the look like I need a little more context. Like you just told me you need to wash yeah. your clothes. Like what, what am I supposed to do with that information? And so I'm like, oh, uh, donde esta sopa de ropa? Sopa does not soup. mean sopa. <laughs> sopa does not mean sopa. Close soup. Habon is soap but i was just like i looked at this guy with pure confidence and i was just like clothing soup <laughs> clothing soup and the guys like the front desk guy and the guy working in the aisles just like started laughing at each other and then um i, I told maria that story and i actually forced us to walk around that grocery shop one extra block just so that uh they didn't see me on, on the next day <laughs> But I was getting confident. Yeah. I was getting confident and like I, Honestly, Duolingo does a little bit. Yeah. Duolingo does a little bit, but like to be honest, like three minutes of Duolingo while you're taking a shit is not enough to like learn a language. Like you I, – I think what I'm going to try to do and this is just uh, me filling you in on some of my side quests. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm going to try to do some language exchange events here in New York. Um, they have like Whoa. happy hours where – Someone's trying to practice their English so you can practice your Spanish. So uh, I'm going to sign up for a few of those and probably drag our friend Watson along since you know how much he loves <laughs> French. So it's one of those cases where I'm – again, I'm not trying to hijack. This is not nearly as as uh, as much of a of, – as much progress as getting up potentially to jujitsu instruction jobs. But – like I said, I'm going to try to, when I meet up with you, I'm going to have some improvements too. I'll try to have some Spanish and I won't talk about fucking clothing soup. Dude, I feel like, uh, the confidence or maybe not like, like the willingness to make a fool of yourself though is huge. Cause right now my Korean is definitely better than my Chinese, but I can tell just cause like when it comes to Korean, cause I know I should be a certain level. I'm a little timid to speak Korean. And so I don't get the reps. But with Chinese, I don't care if I sound like an idiot. And in a year, I know my Chinese is going to be way better than my Korean. 
and it's kind of sad. Yeah, well, it's it's like a it's a relief when. So a few times when I was traveling, I would say something. I think my pronunciation is okay because I listen to a lot of Latin pop music. You and I have been to CNCO <laughs> concert. We've Reggaeton been to CNCO. Concert. Yeah. Um, so I think my we pronunciation. We're the oldest is... people at that concert. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of a bunch of late late twenties. We were in our late twenties and blacking out, and there were like little children with their mouths. <laughs> um, Miguel tried if to you bring in like on, five yeah, if you want if you want more on that story, uh, support us on Patreon. <laughs> Put that behind Patreon the only. Patreon only. Yeah. Um, but I think there were some interactions in Panama where basically someone would say, "Oh, do you just want me to speak in English? Like I can speak in English because not everyone speaks English." But they're like, "If you want, I can speak in English." I was like, uh, "Estoy practicando. Let me let me let me keep practicing." And there was a relief of like. Okay, now this person's gonna kind of be open to holding my hand through this, instead of, you know, you never know if you're dealing with like a grumpy person that had a shitty day. That's just like, can you just get to the fucking point and tell me mm-hmm. that you're trying mm-hmm. to order like a light beer? You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah, but cool. You you're potentially speaking three languages. I'm I understand Tagalog. So that's something. Um, I honestly I think would it's just assume like a muscle your you Tagalog is using. probably similar to my Korean. I can't speak Tagalog. I can read it, and if I'm reading it, I can speak it, but I can understand fluently. I can't say a goddamn thing. Hmm. Okay, interesting. I can say Maybe you're a son of a bitch, a but everyone can say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, how's the personal training going? It's going well. Um, I think... Were you still supporting your clients when you were uh, in Panama? Yeah. Uh, the cool thing about being a virtual coach is um, after a while you really get in a rhythm with some of your clients. So I have some clients that are really good about like, Hey, it's been a while since I've done this exercise. Can you make sure that I'm doing it properly? And Mm. the good thing is when I have a break, uh, I have an opportunity to usually what I do is I take screenshots, I freeze frame and I'm like, Hey, what I need you to do is lean a little bit further back. The fibers of your lats go this way. And so you want the the resistance profile from the cables to align with that. And I think that's a really good way for someone to understand and then take it from there. Um, I don't want to be one of those trainers that has to hold your hand through everything. I, I want my clients to improve and kind of fend for themselves over time. And then they can ask more complicated questions. And so that's, that's, that's going pretty well Uh, in terms of like client base, like number. uh, Frankly, I'm not like going out of my way to like scale. Not yet. Um, I also, I've kind of talked to Maria about this. If I were to completely replace like my finances and my, my income from my corporate job, I would, like, okay, if you're listening, I'm kind of overpaid in my corporate job. So especially since I'm chilling and I'm like cruising all the time. Um, but I, I, I don't want to lose like my enjoyment for coaching. So it's right now it's very organic for me to get new clients. Like I'll post something online and I think what works well is people have reached out and they're like, Hey, I like your teaching style. I like the way you describe things. Um, I'll, what is virtual coaching 
what is that? Do you FaceTime me while I work out? And I kind of explained that like, yeah, I build your program for you and help you with technique, but like, I want you to be able to fend for yourself. And I think that kind of communication, uh, frankly, a lot of guys don't reach out and they're like, yeah, man, I need help. Cause I think it's just a man thing to be like, I, I know how to do this, but men are more open to being told like, I'm going to give you some guidance and you take it from there. And mm. so I think that's going well. Um, I, as you know, a lot of times, like I get like an itch for random things. And so at the beginning of this, I said, I'm Nate's Nate's doing like a career transition and I'm more, uh, like doing side quests. And so I don't think I've told you this yet, but next weekend I'm doing a full weekend workshop for motion capture acting. Um, oh, I'm going whoa. to, so I, you, you, you remember, did tell me you, you were interested in this. Yeah. And you said you, you told me you met like a contact in the industry or something like that. Right. Yeah. So last year, um, so whether I'm training Muay Thai or at the gym, um, since I'm there for so long, like two, three hours at a time, maybe not always that long, but uh, I like to like make small talk or socialize with people that I see regularly if they're open to it. You know, I'm not trying to like take people's like noise canceling headphones off and I'm like, hey, I see you here all the time. Nice to meet you. I'm Miguel. Um, but I did meet um, someone that did some like uh, narrative work for in the video game industry and they help write stories in video games and i've been playing video games ever since i was a little kid so i was like oh i've always wanted to do like motion capture and she was like well don't you have experience fighting and instructing and like don't you compete in strongman and i was like yeah well yeah i guess and so she told me to put um like a demo reel together and so i did uh, Cassandra, if you're listening, thanks for the direction. Um, so I did, and she shared it with, uh, some people in the industry and they were like, Whoa, this guy can move. It would be really beneficial. This was the top feedback that I got. It would be really beneficial to show that he has experience in like a motion capture rig. And when I first got that feedback, it kind of felt like, um, you know, that meme where it's like, um, Entry level job must have ten years of experience. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. It kind yeah. of felt like that. It was like, oh, you want to work in motion capture for the first time? Show us that you've worked in motion capture before. And it was like, okay, <laughs> right, right, right. what the hell? So right before leaving for Panama, I was pretty bored, and I just like sent a bunch of like hail mary emails to uh -huh. different like motion capture studios, yeah. basically saying like, hey, are there any? organizations or teams that you regularly partner with that like would benefit from connecting with me and vice versa. Like these are all hail, hail Marys. And while I was in Panama, I got like a text message and this guy was like, Hey, I'm having a, a workshop and we go over like specific, uh, skills and how to get in the rig and experience and things like that. So, and at the very end, you can get like a video for your highlight reel. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, so that's my Christmas gift to myself. Worst case scenario, mm -hmm. it's just like a 
like a thing I did for fun. Yeah, you know, like people will be like, "Oh, let's go rock climbing." So I was like, "All right." So are they gonna that. are they gonna animate you guys? I don't know. We'll see. I hope so. Um, if I do get animated, I'm gonna be like a <laughs> I'm gonna be a waifu, just like <laughs> quadruple D boobs. Undoing have like you seen flips. that like uh have you seen that tiktok video that was going around of like that anime or that asian girl who did a lot of the like yeah. <laughs> stop or not yeah. stop motion she did like i think it was for league of legends but it was like the yeah 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 she was <laughs> like the and em- it's like, emoting wow a lot of the emotions yeah, right like 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 it, if you if your yeah. character wins just and they standing like still for a long like time the dance or, and they, yeah. they have like the neutral stance yeah yeah i I'm curious to see what that's I, all about. I mean, motion capture isn't just video games. Like, the it's, you could also be like a gorilla in Planet of the Apes. So, I'm mm, just gonna go mm. into it open minded and be like, "All right, well, at the end of this, does anyone want to continue to network and give me work? I will work for free. I don't give a damn. I just want out. My goal before I die is to be in one video <laughs> game, even if it's the worst video game in the world. And I just want my friends to be able to like." hit me with a car Play or something you. and be like yeah. oh <laughs> yeah we went uh, oh what well, what did you say <laughs> no i was just like play as you but then you were like you want your friends to hit you no with it'd be funny said. to be like like get immortalized as like an npc that you can like abuse <laughs> or, or play as me <laughs> go, go <laughs> I, I, yeah <laughs> Let's uh, let's Maybe clip that, that out to my deeper fantasies, huh? <laughs> you want to play as me, and I'm just like beat me up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, out. become a Patreon subscriber to watch Nate play as me and me get beat up, IRL. <laughs> so um, aside from that, I guess like like I said, so I I like to do a shit ton of side quests because. In the long run, doing those side quests is when I'm like, ooh, I like that. I'm going to stick to that. Uh, Nate is a lot more, like, clear eyes when it comes to, like, passion. And for me, I'm just yeah. trying to do what's fun. I think it goes back to, like, I'm pretty, well, I have ADHD, and I'm just, like, a not a good multitasker. And so, um, like, maybe with, like, little things, but also in life, I'm... Um, I'm not really great at like running towards multiple goals. So sorry, a little water sip. Um, <clears throat> I just had COVID. COVID's not real. I don't know. Um, but anyways, like I, I <laughs> great. Now we're like... going to get demonetized for bringing up COVID. <laughs> no, no, no. Just uh, kidding. We're not. Monetized. I mean, it's not real. Huh? <laughs> and we're not. Monetized. I, I, yeah, I just feel like, like in life, like I was single focused as like being a, doctor like i was pre-med but that was a path given to me by my dad and i i after that I was like single-minded being a software engineer and then i was single-minded in jiu-jitsu and now i'm like kind of single-minded in this like content creator slash instructor more like i don't know like bohemian lifestyle right now and i yeah i've never been great at like one foot in one foot out i'm just kind of like all in okay i'm gonna ask uh Hopefully you're okay with answering this. Don't don't throw numbers out there. But like uh-huh. financially, are you good? Because going oh, yeah. from I like will... being in New York and having working for Chase versus mm-hmm. now you're on your own. Like, how do you feel about that? It's risky. 
Dude, no, I feel really fine. Like, um, I w so yeah, I was making pretty good money as a software engineer, like very high six figures. Um, but I saved up some money and in Taiwan, the, the cost of living is like one third. It's not just one third. It's also like the dollar goes really far here. So my Shout savings out to is going really far. Shout out to 7-Eleven. Yeah, I eat 7-Eleven every day. It's like my lunch. I mean, I'm, I'm obviously not living luxuriously. I'm not like spending the same way I was in New York. Dude, I had an Amazon addiction though. I was telling Felix. So Felix, if you're listening, my friend Felix was uh, just here in Taiwan visiting me. But like there was a point when I realized like for like two months straight, I had an Amazon package coming to my house every day. Like I had an addiction, dude. We I didn't just even know kill the get... environment. Just <laughs> Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, dude, so much garbage. I didn't know people could be addicted to Amazon. I saw a TikTok though talking about it and like I switched up to just like prime day delivery only so I would only get deliveries on Saturday and I noticed after that like I didn't get – I just stopped ordering things because like I think that quick hit that like if you write Atomic Habits, like I would have a trigger and then I would go for like whatever would appease that trigger and like that was Amazon for me. But then once I stopped that quick feedback, like I stopped – like going to my Amazon trigger, but yeah, I was addicted to Amazon and I mean, I just got away with it. Cause like I was making good money, but now I basically don't buy shit. Like, yeah, I buy the cheapest fucking water. I go to the supermarket instead of like, cause that's having to let me cheapest sell. water. Dude, water is the same hot take. No, no, all no. water is the same. That's such a lie. You know it. There's a <laughs> protein milk, 20 grams of protein, 200 calories, good macros. It's chocolate flavored. Also, at 7-Eleven, $35, which comes out to about like $1.17 US. Pretty good. Pretty good. But if you go to the grocery store, like a specific brand of grocery store, you can buy a liter, which is about like three servings worth for $85. So you end up saving like... Dude, you're, you're learning $10? like things that everybody knows at your age already. And you're like, if you buy it in bulk, it's way cheaper. That's why people have like Costco <laughs> accounts. <laughs> <laughs> dude come on costco's an addiction too like my family had costco and whenever we like they would go 1, for eggs and they would they would leave with the receipt that's like longer than the bible well yeah one one thousand percent people that are listening uh in the suburbs uh, you don't need 68 rolls of toilet paper in your in your pantry like you, you know you, the apocalypse is not coming anytime soon fuck it maybe it is yeah. but you probably aren't gonna get to use all 68 rolls of toilet paper you know speaking of like uh saving money i saw this like 2024 trend report and one of the things was like um loud budgeting will be in like basically people being very vocal on social media about how they're saving money and reducing their consumerism and i've already seen it like i already saw this tiktok that was talking about i think there's a new water bottle that's trending there's always a new water bottle every six months and like this guy was responding he's like what the fuck the Stanley, one that people were fighting Stanley over no, no 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 so that is back so but people were fighting for stanley and then this new one i think it's like awala was trending and then stanley released that special one now stanley's back so this guy was like what the fuck is wrong with you guys your water bottle works fine you don't need a new water bottle just because this guy is a bunch of people are buying water bottles. don't be dumb right consumers don't throw your money in the trash and i'm already seeing well, and that that's gonna and get I, traction I that's gonna get traction because a lot of people are getting emotional about <clears throat> oh look at all these dumb people fighting for different bottles 
like water bottles and then now yeah. now they resonate with the guy being like you know you can save x amount of money maybe that's what we should change uh, should i change my my type of instagram page to be like here's how i save money on <laughs> on Your on my dinner mother would be so proud <laughs> yeah Dude, Here's what I learned. Instead about- of buying one burger from a restaurant in New York for $17, you can buy two pounds of ground beef for 13 bucks and make all the burgers. No one no one wants cooking material. No one wants cooking content from me. I I mean, find your niche, maybe. I mean, budgeting content, I do think is... And financial well, content, did- from what I've heard on YouTube, financial content makes the most money because those AdSense dollars are more valuable. Yeah, I mean, I... Not gonna lie, I subscribe to like a couple, uh, a couple of like. I used to be a big fan of um, pages. Graham Graham Stevens Grant Grant Steppen Graham Steppen. Shrug. Ah, yeah. oh, never mind. Never mind. Is that the guy with the really like raspy voice? No, no, face? he's shorter. Maybe you're thinking of Dave Ramsey. This guy is shorter. He's young. He's a big YouTuber now, but he like owns real estate and like that's how he made his initial fortune. And he just talks about he's famous because he like doesn't spend money on shit. Like he has a Mr. Coffee and he talks about how Starbucks is ridiculous and he just makes his own iced coffee and wait, speaking yeah. of real estate, I do we we won't do it now, but we should have our friend Jeremy on to talk about how he transitioned yes. from Yes. His corporate job to just managing, I don't know, maybe like almost 10 properties. Um, no, I think, I don't think it's that many. I think it's like five. I, I, I think, I think he just doubled his portfolio. I can't believe he's managing <laughs> 15 properties. I can't believe he's. <laughs> so no, we're going to have a guest like on 15. that's managing like a multi million dollar portfolio. Uh, you might have heard of him already, Jeremy Din. Um, we're really excited to have him on. I think he's got like one, two million followers on MySpace. <laughs> Yo, spe- <laughs> <laughs> Yo, speaking of when I saw him though, he he has been considering doing the social media thing. I, I think he's been talking about it. Maybe in real Let's, estate. Yeah. I, hey, if he's not listening, I'm going to call him out. Because sometimes I walk to the office and it's like an hour long and I just call him and he's just like minding his own business. I'm like... Hey, um, you know, he, he lives in Florida, so you are the same time zone, so coordinating wouldn't be that hard either. It won't be that hard. It won't be that hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, I well, wish we should have said this to... earlier, but we do plan to have like a number of guests with completely different right. backgrounds that right, right, um, right. went through a transition to work for their for work for themselves. So this is that is yeah. the direction so that if, we're trying you, to take this. If you, if you don't like this that much, you know, you're in luck. I mean, first off, why are you even listening? But you're in luck because we'll have other guests on. If you really just want to listen to us, well, you know, we'll still be there. Yeah. Uh, become a Patreon subscriber and we'll do whatever you want. I'll, I'll hey, eat a banana in one bite. We should... He will. What? He'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys think we should start a Patreon, let us know. I, I think, honestly, it's not a bad idea. Maybe we could start one. I don't know how. I don't. I've never subscribed to anyone's Patreon, so I don't actually know what it looks like or how to do it, but. I hear people. It's a thing people are doing, dude. At the very least, we'll get five dollars from each of our moms. Um, and thanks, mom. 
think so. Dude, my mom is so supportive. You know, she likes every single one of my jiu-jitsu posts. She's never done jiu-jitsu in her life. She's she's never done a sport in her life. I saw your so most supportive. recent your most recent jiu-jitsu post had like almost as many sends as likes. Is that what like you, you don't call That's, them sends, but you know when when they like message them to yeah, other people? shares 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 which there one was it was it the, the it's tea a teabag one, one. <laughs> yeah that was yesterday yeah i knew that one was gonna be a little spicy <laughs> yeah good you'll have to check out my instagram if you want to know what he's talking about but yeah yeah follow nate on at anchovies without the a yes anchovies you know speaking of on youtube i uploaded our pilot episode and i added a little watermark but I saw this streamer that I like, and what he does is, like, every few seconds, it rotates through the different socials. I think that's so cool. That would be a lot of work for me as an editor, but I think that he used something where it, like, auto-does it. So it would be really cool. I'm going to look into that and see if we could do that. I think, I think yeah. I think there's a few things like that where it just kind of, like, um, it's just, like, live background. Mm-hmm. Where it's, just like, you, you load stuff up, and it just... It, it, it'll like circulate. Yeah. Like Wait, Miguel, I just totally, it's called an overlay. That's what it's called. Wait, but Miguel, I just totally remembered there's other news I needed to tell you and I've been waiting to tell you. I don't know if I actually hinted at this already, but before I get to that, conspiracy, did you know metal bottles still contain plastic? All metal bottles, those Stanley bottles, any metal bottle you have is lined on the inside of plastic. So you're not actually saving yourself from consuming plastic. There's a very thin layer of plastic inside every single one of your metal bottles. I I need citations. I need citations. This is this okay. we're, we're <laughs> You'll have to look it up and you have to go verify each website of those web, of like those common like metal bottles. They'll say made with 100% real steel. It doesn't mean that it's only made with 100% real steel because and I I was reading about this. Apparently real steel water bottles it's impossible not to give off a metallic taste when you're drinking it and that's why they're coated with metal. With plastic. And yeah, or sorry, with plastic. With plastic. and then secondarily yeah, and then secondarily, if it's purely metal, it actually will rust and degrade over time. Accurate. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna look into this. So too. Yeah, you're actually just creating more waste by buying those metal water bottles. Just buy a cheap plastic water bottle, guys. You're consuming plastic anyways. <laughs> we're hitting all the okay, topics anyways. today. Yeah, we're hitting all the topics, okay? Anyways. Wait, so what's the other news? I started live streaming. Back back in December, you were like, I got news to share with you. And I was like, you guys are pregnant? And you're like, fuck that, absolutely not, never. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I hate kids. Anyways, no, but I I think, I don't remember what that was, but I have been streaming. I've been live streaming uh, my training sessions. And do you watch Sam Sulek at all, Miggy? Wait, I have I have seen that you are I think you've posted clips where people have questions about like, hey, what about this? And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm doing it like I'm very inspired by Sam Sulik. So what I do is I like I bike to the gym. And so I mount my phone onto the bike handle and I record. Do you have have that little square microphone on your hat? (laughs) I don't put it on my hat. I usually put it on my like hoodie string or something. If I wear a hat, I'll put it there. But I'm not usually wearing a hat. Um, yeah, so I record and I like just talk to them and it's like the middle chunk. It's good amount of training and I usually use it for my own purple, like my own personal documentation so I can watch afterwards. But like, there's been a couple, like two or three, excuse me, 
I just had COVID. Not really. Um, I just had two or three regular viewers and they ask questions a lot of times and they engage and I talk to them and it's a lot of dialogue back and forth, especially before and after training. And it's been like so fun. Wait, that's really cool. I've seen like very inspirational, um, like, like stories of like, I'm going to use video game streaming where someone's like streaming a video game and he's got no, no viewers. And he like got like one viewer and he's like, the viewer sent him like $3 and he started like crying. And then, so that, that like, that's sweet. Skyrocketed his presence. Not saying that that's going to happen to you. Um, that you're going to start crying and being like, oh my God, thanks for the $3. Except I guess based on what you said, $3 in US is going to be enough to give you all this protein chocolate milk for months. <laughs> yeah, that's all I need, honestly, is my chocolate milk. Yeah, I mean, I've been having regular beers. I haven't had any money from streaming, which is sad though. But I mean, it's okay. I've been having a lot of fun. I've been, I've been meeting some really cool people. Most of my viewers are like American students. I mean, because I'm streaming daytime here in Taiwan and it's like, midnight hours for america oh so it's it's night owls that are just like mm, mm, yeah yeah throw yeah, something yeah. On. yeah that's interesting yeah, exactly oh uh, yeah it's not like it's gonna be like corporate guys that are like let me watch yeah this. yeah no way let me watch no this guy way. do jujitsu I mean, on my second monitor <laughs> <laughs> i mean maybe maybe like a banker analyst is like working late didn't get to train jiu-jitsu that day so on his like sixth monitor he's putting up you know my live stream <laughs> yeah while he's just m making hundreds of thousands of dollars watching stock tickers move up and down um, yeah yeah no i think i think uh, generally speaking um like everything like nothing matters <laughs> okay jump in jump into some philosophy here um there's no rules right so if you're enjoying doing something and you're getting, you know, like a sense of fulfillment from like documenting your work and there's people that are connecting with it. I think that that's pretty enriching. Um, yeah, that's kind of totally. like, like when I put like uh, little exercise tutorials or tips and stuff, I don't post all of them on Instagram. I actually have a lot of shorts on, on YouTube and like, I I didn't realize I have a hundred subscribers on YouTube. Um, Yo, like, dude! I was like, why? Do, I was like, why do I have subscribers? <laughs> yeah, I have a hundred subscribers on YouTube because I think I a lot of the exercise tutorials I do for my clients I'll post on YouTube, and I started realizing like over time I was like, I have the video and I send it to them and I give them it explanation of the main things I want them to follow. Why don't I just put the text like in the videos? So I started putting barely a little bit more effort in the YouTube shorts. And I've noticed like random shit get like not a lot of likes, but like it'll get comments or I'll get like th four subscribers. And I was like, what the hell? Like, what's this from? And it's a video of me like, here's a tip for gripping a kettlebell for a farmer's carry or for like a suitcase hold so that you don't have to worry about your forearms. Um, this is something I learned training strongman. And so people will be like, Oh yeah, this really helped with my grip. And I was like, Oh, okay. And I just kind of thought they were all like small micro interactions. But like I said yesterday, I was like, Oh, I have like 106 subscribers. That's, 
that's way more than I thought. I didn't think I had anyone subscribing to anything. Um, Dude, that's awesome. Congrats, man. <laughs> we made it! I quit! We I made quit it. my corporate job! <laughs> <laughs> um, it's funny, though. Like, the, the YouTube video that I have that has the most views still is, um, like, a computer computer-assisted design class I did at University of <laughs> Illinois. And it's... Um, it's like a dissection of how a water faucet works. So it's like a ball valve inside of a pipe and how it opens and closes. And I just remember it's still like my favorite comment on one of my videos is just like it's from like ball valves, like ball valve fan or something like that. <laughs> and the comments just like that's some good valve stuff. And I was just like, who is this person? <laughs> Even if it's like a friend with like a really, do you think it's a do you think it's a meme or do you think that that was like a legit account? I, <laughs> it's like asking someone if they believe God is real. It makes me feel better to think yeah, that it's God a real, real person, huh? I said, but you don't think God is real. It doesn't matter what I think. That person. Has has his YouTube his own has a YouTube account of just following a bunch of following a bunch of random Valve videos, not even like Valve like, Did you? like video game company, but that was like thirteen oh. years ago. Oh, the the video game Valve company. No, no, it was just some guy that like loves valves. Does did you click on his profile by chance? Did he does he follow like other Valve? Is this like an entire niche on YouTube? Like, you know how when you're on YouTube for too long and you go down and you learn about, like, African <laughs> bull crickets and Yeah, then you would, yeah, then all your suggest all your suggested videos are, like, yeah. cricket cricket highlights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is, is Valve YouTube a thing? <laughs> Probably. Fun fact. Wait, un, unrelated since cricket came up. Um, Sean I'm Paul. I'm all about non-sequiturs. Okay, yes. Sean Paul. Yes. Sean Paul. Um, everyone knows Sean Paul. Sean DePaul. Um, part of the reason Shanda that he Paul. gained that that's, that's what I'm getting to. Part of the reason that he gained gained traction in uh, the Caribbean is that the radio host pronounced his name Chander Paul. It's not his name is Sean Paul, but there is a very popular cricket player last name Chander Paul. And so people would hear Chandra Paul, and then they remembered Chandra Paul, Sean Paul, and they started to associate it. And so then he started putting those into his songs. And uh-huh. part of the reason he gained traction is he was riding the wave of someone else's fame. Um, as, I don't say that in like a negative right. way. I think it's like a very creative right. way for people to be like, oh, Chandra Paul. Oh, this is Sean Paul. Oh, it's like, you know, so there's my fun fact. Um, here's a not right. so fun fact. This is just a random piece of information. One time when I was bored, I was driving home from work. This was I was like 22 years old, and I called a friend of mine from college that I haven't called in a long time. And I was like, uh-huh. "Dude, I just called into B96. B9, uh, if you're from Chicago, you know B96 radio station." Yeah, of course. But I was like, <laughs> I called my friend. I was like, "Hey, I'm stuck. In, I was stuck in traffic, and I called into B96. And you know how they have those like those games where you win tickets to a concert." Well, I called uh-huh. and they asked about these top three Sean Paul songs, and I got the question right. 
and I have tickets to see Sean Paul in three weekends. And he's like, what? And I was like, yeah, I don't know anyone that wants to go. So do you want to go with me? And he was like, dude, I will totally go with you. Anyway, I hang up and I forget that I made this whole story up because I was bored. I was just bored. I made this whole story up. And so then. That's psychotic. Dude, that's crazy. Two two days before the weekend that I. two, Two days before that weekend. My friend calls me back and he's like, hey, man, so I took off work and uh, like, how are we getting there? And I was like, getting where? No, and he's like, getting no. to the Sean Paul concert. And I was like, oh, my God, I forgot that. Yeah, I made that all up, dude. <laughs> and he was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I took off work. I was like really excited. I've been listening to Sean Paul for the last three weeks just to get familiar <laughs> with his songs. <laughs> And I was like, oh, yeah, that's oh, funny, man. Guy. No, I, I, uh, yeah, I made that all up because I thought it'd be funny. And, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I haven't, I don't know if he was like really upset with me because I guess we kind of, he's really upset with you. In fact, kind we of have him since on, we have him on the other line. He's been waiting <laughs> all this time. Miguel, what would you like to say to your friend after all these? Hey, days? uh, this is Mike. Um, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Miguel called me and I took off work and actually lost my job because of that. And um, I want him to know that I have not forgotten. I have not forgotten. I'm still very upset and I will never forgive him. Oh, yeah. Mike, sorry, dude. I like, just made Miguel. up. Mike, what do you think this says about Miguel's character as a whole? Who he is deep down? I think um, he acts like he means well, but he actually does not mean well. He is an agent of chaos and he wants to see all of those close to him fail uh, okay harvey dan let's let's tone it down with the agent of chaos <laughs> yeah uh damn I hope, mike I hope if, that you're, if you're listening my character. no it doesn't dude that's hilarious honestly mike if you're listening i'm sorry i will buy you sean paul tickets how much it's are funny, they though. it's a so funny cheap. story Who isn't it that guy it's, it's crazy. Story. It's unhinged, bro. Who makes up that story and then forgets about it and forgets to tell him the punchline? I I did that. I, I have a I have How a history of doing How this. I was like twenty two, twenty one. It, it was. I think I was. I still thought you in were college. a kid. You're twenty two. I was a kid. Yeah. This well, is like okay. I did a lot of this when I was ten years ago, but, dude. So you remember? Okay. Do you remember the Chipotle at U of I on Green Street? Yes. I might have told you this story, but there was like a memories. there was one day Nothing but memories there. There was there was a day where I posted on Facebook, um, bring canned goods to Chipotle for a dollar burritos. Dude, you're crazy. I already know where this is going. You're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and and like I just it was like a, I woke up in the morning, I posted it for no reason. And then, that like, I know you, Miguel. You were popular. You probably had a lot of people see that post. Yeah, I had a class. Uh, it was funny because a few people. I had a classmate from engineering school that came up to me during one of the classes, and he was like, "Dude, what the fuck?" And he's like, "What do you mean? What, what's up?" He's like, <laughs> he's, like, he's like, "I brought like beans to Chipotle." I was like, "Why would you bring beans to Chipotle? They have beans." And he, <laughs> He was like, I brought beans to Chipotle, and they're like, why is everyone bringing canned goods here? <laughs> so, yeah, he found out the hard way that I just made it up. I said the same thing. He, I, I, I said the exact same thing in the exact same tone. I was like, oh, dude, yeah, I just I made that up. 
I, you know what? I don't. No, I haven't done that what? in a while. But you I, know what that I says? Know. You have you you surround yourself with with great and generous people that they are willing to go out of their day to go donate at Chipotle. Way to spin that. Way to spin that. I can't believe no, that I'm no spin whatsoever. Such, it's the truth. Such generous people, and I'm really thankful for that. Um, and I think I'll continue to draw those generous people out by creating these chaotic pranks. Um, (laughs) The message here is that I need to continue sowing the seeds of chaos to, you know, what do you think is like, what do you think is the most outlandish thing you could post along those lines? Like show up here or, Hey, I got you tickets here or, Hey, can you meet me here for X, Y, Z? What is the most outlandish thing you could do? You could post on social media, like in this story, a generic story and actually have someone follow through. I think, okay. What I would do if hypothetically would be like, Hey, reap. And we don't endorse this behavior. If it's illegal, we don't endorse this for anyone listening. Yeah. I would probably do like, what's a, like bring your Christmas trees to Equinox and they will replant the trees rather than breaking them, cool breaking them down or composting them. One. And so just Equinox cool. has a shit ton of like old, old, old Christmas trees in the front. And so instead of smelling like, um, what, a, what, a, what does it smell like? Um, they all smell like, uh, Oh, keels. Yeah. Instead of smelling like keels and, uh, whatever fucking, scented oils they use it'll just be like a shit ton of trees in front of the equinox on spring street and people will be like what the hell's going on here and just turn it into that's their a problem. crazy one like because if they if equinox doesn't accept it right these people lugged their tree all the way down their apartment building and all the way yeah. over to equinox and probably don't have cars to do it so they did it by hand yeah and yeah now they have yeah. to lug it back yeah actually i would rather do it to peloton i think it would be funnier to do it to peloton dude Fuck Peloton. That's small fry. Soul Cycle. Does Soul Cycle still exist? I remember people would talk about like crying. It? it was like a religious experience. And this was Dude, before like group fitness had a huge boom in New York. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? You know, they don't offer like memberships or bulk rates. Like you just pay per class, no matter if you've been going there for five years or it's your first class. You pay for each class the same rate, no matter who you are. You know, that. Even though it sounds predatory, the fact that you just found out that buying in bulk saves you money, you in your your as you're 29, like you know that that I works. Bra- <laughs> no, I knew it. I'm bragging about the save I found. I'm bragging that I found the same brand of the chocolate milk that I like at the supermarket, and I get to save ten Taiwan dollars, which is equivalent to 33 U.S. cents. Oh, okay. Wait. So on the topic of Soul Cycle group fitness is and both of us being like physical instructors or fitness instructors to a degree physical pack this is not information that we sh- this is not advice okay this is not advice but it's just i'm just putting this information out there um when maria used to work at pure yoga which is um like uh um the equinox Subsidiary. Yoga branch subsidiary. Um, she said that statistically, 
the class that had the most people consistently, the instructor was kind of notorious or infamous for being to like, he would like talk down at people and oh, some of his clients, and this is not like a cancel this guy type of thing. Like his right. clientele kind of like midday like Upper it. East Side, they were like, yeah, like come yell at me, daddy. And so again, this is not advice. I'm not trying to encourage anyone from like talking down to their clients, but I just thought it was like a interesting bit of information that um, I'm just sharing. Dude, no. I mean, you and me have, I bet, a hundred stories of being in fight sports and like that. What's the word? Like degrading top down approach. It just fucking works. Yeah. Cause there's so many people who are like weak and vulnerable and who need some kind of authority figure to tell them good job. And when there is someone in power who's not giving it so readily, like a lot of people will fight tooth and nail for it and give like dying loyalty to figures yeah. like that. And yeah, at yeah. Unity, where I trained, like I can think of like the two most brutal, I would say, instructors. They also had the most popular classes, you know? And then the guys who were the coolest outside the mats and were the most chilled, their classes were honestly the least attended. Yeah. I mean, from my experience um, being part of um, like the competitive fight team um, competing in Muay Thai, there's pros and cons to that 1000%. Like if you can handle, if you can handle it, like iron sharpens iron, like people are getting competitive and no, uh, there's a value in it for sure. Uh You feel equipped to step into a ring with someone that you don't know because now you're like, I had, I had to show respect to my teammates, but now it's just straight competition. And yeah, sure. Some people still show respect, but you know, it's your opportunity to like let let that sharpened blade like loose. So that was a lot of fun. And even that trans translated over when I was um, teaching classes at hit house. Um, My last round of all my classes, I'd be like, all right, this is the final round. You'd die on your shield. We go out hard, like empty the gas tank. We're finishing. And like, I would get fired up. Everyone else would get fired up. And I did have a lot of people come up to me afterwards and they're like, yeah, I really, I enjoy your classes because like at the end, like we go, we go for it. We go hard and you're yelling at me and it's okay. I like it. And I was like, okay, there was actually one class where this woman came and she was like, I've been looking for your classes, but you don't teach on Wednesdays. And I was like, yeah, I'm Tuesdays and Sundays. And she was like, okay, well, I'm going to start coming on Tuesdays. I want you to beat me up today. And I was like, all right, yeah, well, we'll, We'll go hard today. And she's like, no, please, like, beat me up. And I was like, the fuck? The fuck? Calm down, baby. Up, daddy. <laughs> yeah, I have your name tattooed on my neck. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, actually, Miguel, I wanted to get your advice on this one because, you know, I definitely came from a really hardcore background where, like, we aren't even allowed to tap to certain submissions, you know? And I, my first class, I... I didn't even think the class I gave them was that hard, but afterwards, two of the guys came up to me separately and they were like, I almost puked. And I was thinking like, I was kind of thinking to myself like, oh, wow, you, I guess you really have not trained hard in your life because that was not a hard class. That was like a regular class in my opinion. <laughs> and then 
afterwards, the next week, one of those same guys came up to me and was like, do you, is it going to be the same way? Because I don't know if I could do the same class again. And I was like, damn, <laughs> it's like that? Like, I, And so, you know, now it's like two separate times, two separate people have come up to me. So I basically adjusted my classes to be much, I've like dialed it way back now. And it's a much lower intensity. But part of me is kind of thinking like, I don't know. It's hard because, like, I came from a border on toxic environment. Like, I want to make sure that is not seeping into the way I teach. But I also kind of thinking, like, y'all, y'all are bitches. <laughs> let me let me <laughs> give you. Uh, let me let me digest that because I I relate um, I relate to that a lot actually. Um, so let's take a step back and think, uh, like, you you in, in terms of your training, you are coming from like a competitive space. Like most of the guys you were training with were training to compete. Um, And so organically, everyone's like, let's go, let's go, let's go. I can't speak to the place that you're teaching at if that's that same kind of environment. I mean, it sounds like you have competitors there, but it doesn't necessarily mean mean, that everyone that you're teaching is like trying to compete. Right. That's a thing. Internationally. So like, the two guys who came up to me, one of them is like late third, no, in his thirties. The other one is in his forties. So they're not like young, right? They're not young chickens. They're not like old by any means. And you know, they're, they train pretty regularly and they train pretty hard. But the thing is, I was told that the class I was taking over is like the competition class, the class to get them ready. I was told that they needed some extra help to get ready for a specific tournament in Taiwan, like the national team qualifier. So I was like, okay, then let's fucking work. Yeah, I think, but. I think, I I wouldn't pull back. Um, the reason I say that is just because people are getting pulled out of their comfort zone doesn't mean it's a bad thing. Um, like that's typically when you start to grow. I would, if I were you, I would monitor like your demeanor about it, like. If you were to be like, you know how there were instances for you personally where you're like, I'm on the verge of being injured or I will probably be injured and you know that it's coming and people are just telling you to like toughen up and deal with it. I've been in that situation too. Like be wary of that because that's like you said, not something you want to seep into your own coaching. Right. Yeah. But I. Yeah, that's definitely the toxic side that I want to avoid. I agree. Right. But if you're like, Hey, you, what do you mean? You've never trained this tough. Like the people that you're going to compete against, I've seen them compete and you want to be as prepared as possible. So like, I think I I wouldn't pull back to just be like, yeah, I got to go softer on these guys. Um, it depends on your audience. Like when I was, when I was teaching at hit house, I knew that none of those folks were like trying to fight or anything like the, biggest step up would be like hey i want to go to like a real muay thai school okay cool like i understand that there's like a limit there but some of those people they're in this hobby they're doing that activity because they want a taste of blood not necessarily like literal blood but they're like you know they go back to their work and they're like yeah i do kickboxing like i love fighting Ah." like um so if, if those if your audience are the competition team, I then treat them like you would treat competition team. Just your with your own tweaks and improvements and 
Yeah. Trim the abusiveness. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's good. I think one part is that like my demeanor isn't the, isn't like the bulldog whiplash coach. Like I'm just like a friendly dude. Not I'm just my like, tempo. okay guys. It's not my tempo. Yeah. Yeah. That's not me. You know, I'm like, okay guys. But the thing is, is like, <clears throat> so I have them do these like 10 minute, like positional sparrings. Right. So like they're in one position for 10 minutes. And the reason why I make it 10 minutes is because I, if it's three minutes, like they're going to kill themselves going super fucking intense and if that's an hour-long session of three minute blocks it's gonna be so intense so in my head like if i heard 10 minutes i'm thinking okay we're gonna go slow but that first practice i told them okay this is gonna be 10 minutes you're gonna be working this position like everyone like them blew their load oh no not the first three minutes and then they they were just like they blew their load and i was like what is going on like call me and i kept going like oh okay guys like let's keep it playful it's 10 minutes like this isn't even halfway and they're going so hard. And then, like, <laughs> they're panting, and it's the first 10-minute block. And I'm, like, giving I, instruction I for the next 10-minute block. And then I'm kind of like, guys, it's 10 minutes. Like, maybe keep it playful. I, I think you and, need to be – you should be firmer about that. Um, because, yeah. uh, no, like, when I it think comes it really to is, – like, I think the issue is that they're not experienced enough to understand the concept of self-regulating. Like, they only have – like their skill set has only ever let them survive, and so they only know jiu-jitsu at the speed of survival, and they've never understood truly, like, doing well and not going one hundred percent. Um, may, if you have an, uh, maybe you use an analogy, real quick, just to be like, all right, you guys, we've got ten minute rounds. Now, before we get into this, if you were in a sprint on a race. And you know that it's 30 seconds. You're going to go all out for 30 seconds. That's different than running two miles or fucking 10 kilometers, whatever unit of measure you guys use in Taiwan. And I think that just kind of saying that ahead of time instead of like as they're already going, because, you know, while they're already sparring, if the things that you're saying, they're digesting at 60, 50 percent compared to when you say something before you take the leash off so i think you should just kind of like make that statement before you throw them into sparring of like this is what i yeah. want from you this is an endurance I agree. session i agree i don't know there's just some people that you teach and it doesn't sit in you know i mean that's a hard part about teaching it's like yeah that is the hard the part day, about that it's like it's up to the student no matter how good a teacher is or i'm not really tuning my own horn but yeah in Brooklyn, when I was teaching there, like one thing I told them is like, if you guys have to breathe through your mouth, you're going too hard. If you're thinking about what you're doing, you're going too light. Try to find that in between. And that worked. Mm. But like, it's hard to communicate that idea in another language. So like, I'm just kind of like, oh, uh, go harder, go go softer. Oh, right. I didn't even, I didn't even put that part together. Yeah. The language barrier has definitely been making it hard uh, teaching in, in in Taiwan, but you know this is something that I'll get better at. That's cool though. That's super fun. I think that's super fun. Um, yeah. But okay. Uh, speaking of jujitsu, I mean, you just had Robin and Felix come visit. Those are friends from jujitsu, and I think you said mm-hmm. another another guy. Alex. Was Alex yeah. 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 
Well, how was it having some, you know, some friends come visit you? Uh, it was good, but Alex gave everybody COVID, and um, <laughs> we were all sick. So Bastard. I only got to train with Robin like, yeah, I only got to train with Robin one one and a half times. And I trained with Felix like three times, and then eventually I got it. Felix never got it. Robin got it pretty bad. Um, yeah, it was good. I mean, Robin's always been slightly better than me, and so training with him, I wanted to see how we improved. And I've only been doing nogi, so when we rolled in the gi, he still beat me up, which is sad, but I kind of expected it, but we never got a chance to roll Nogi. I never got to got my revenge, never got my chance to, you know, <laughs> show off a little bit, but it's okay. Yeah. Um, honestly, I was a little frustrated with Robin just coming not to, I mean, if Robin, if you're listening, you need to hear this dude, you need to get your shit together. Honestly, like he was sick, but like <clears throat> before he even came to Taiwan, he told us he was flying out on a Monday. So my wife had made plans to go down to the south of Taiwan and we would come back up to Taipei where near where the airport is on Sunday, the day before Monday. We find out like like halfway through our trip that he's actually leaving on Sunday. And we're like, what? That's the day we're going back up to the city. Like what time? And he's like, uh, 1.30. And we're like, oh, okay. I guess if we like leave a little bit earlier. We have to change everything like, now. Yeah, yeah, we changed everything for this fucking guy who doesn't even like like I'm thinking to myself like what would you have done? And then we find out the night before he changed his flight to 11:30 without telling us. And then Oh, to try to make it convenient for you guys? No, not I think to, I have no clue why. I honestly don't know why. And then he's just kind of like at dinner, yeah, so my flight's at 11:30 and we're like, "What?" Cuz it's like a 2-hour drive. We're going to have to check out of our hotel. Like, when were you going to tell us? And then I am I was sick at this point, and I was kind of a little fed up with him. And I was kind of like, dude, take the train. And then he was kind of like, uh, what? And then, you know, Ariel and my parent in-laws were also thinking, though, I mean, practically speaking, from where we were, the train would have been faster. It actually would have been, like, 30 minutes faster. And they were trying to figure out a way to show him the train. But I think yeah. Robin was intimidated. So then he just was silent, and he goes, so are you guys going to drive me? And that made me even more upset, honestly. And then I was like, and Ariel was being nice, and Ariel was like, yeah, we'll drive you. But then when we finally dropped him off the airport, I just said bye. Didn't even get out of the car. I was so freaking frustrated with that guy. Yeah. I mean, re remember how we said, like, uh, you kind of learn who you travel well with? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, Felix made a funny comment, too, because we had all been to Korea together, that group. And Felix, I was expecting my frustration to him later, and Felix was like, yeah. That's one of the hard things about traveling with Robin. And then, <laughs> I can and hear Felix him. I can hear him. Yeah, you, you know, and like Felix is such a nice guy. Doesn't want to say a mean thing, but he was just kind of like, yeah, that was rough. Yeah. Dude, like, like what, said, was that, what was that fucker going to do if he if we, we asked him to, like, double check when's her flight? Like, what was that fucker going to do if we didn't say that? You know, what was that fucker going to do if we woke up on Sunday? And not only that, on Sunday when we woke just up. Sitting, that just dude, sitting there waiting. Sitting there, waiting, taking his time, sitting on his phone, laying in bed. And we're like trying to hurry, packing our bags so we can get out of there in time to get him to his fucking flight. Ah, oh, so so upset. Yeah, I mean, I I I'm the opposite. I'm like, here's the fucking itinerary. This is where we need yeah. to be by this time. We need to leave by this. Um, and I'm 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 like you. I don't have. I don't have a lot of patience for when people don't give me that information. And I'm like, all right, you're on your own. Figure this out. 
Um, oh, yeah. S- sad thing that you'll be missing. Uh, we're doing like this Friday. We're doing a guys' night. First guys' night of twenty twenty four. We're going axe throwing. Um, oh, sad. I, I've gone axe throwing a few times. It's kind of not that fun, but it, it's like fun to just <laughs> wield axes. <laughs> not shitting, not running on your parade, but yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I get, it, I get it, I get it, I get it. But like, Mattia was like, "Let's fucking go!" <laughs> so Mattia's hyped. Um, Nico's I love coming. Another Italian guy gets hyped. Yeah, Nico's coming. Another Italian guy. Uh, Ernie's coming He's from French. New Jersey. Nico's French. What? Nico's French Italian, bro. What? Really? Yeah. It caught me off guard he's when like, we were playing. We were, I think we were playing poker and he was Italian? like speaking Italian to Mattia and we we're like, collusion! Oh. Collusion! Oh. Yeah. And uh, Watts is coming and Daniel's coming. And we were like, oh, that's I think cool. this is the first time we're hanging out with Daniel without Jen. No, Jen. That's cool, man. So that's I'm like, cool. dude, I want to see him out. unleash. Well, if you want, I'll FaceTime you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it. It'll be like my morning. That'll be fun. Yeah. All right. All right. Do you have Let's call uh... it there. Well, okay, fine. I'm going to do... I'm going to pull a U. So on the pilot... Oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay. On uh, the pilot, you asked me, um, like, thing that made me laugh the hardest. Uh, and then you asked me what I was reading or playing. Um, so I'm going to ask you, since it's January, um, like what piece of media, movie, TV show, video game, are you looking forward to the most this year? Oh, looking forward to, you know, I was, I totally forgot that we did this segment and actually I was going to ask, um, cause before I share that, I want to share something that I'm really excited that I just read was the Poppy Wars by RF Kuang. It's like a fantasy series um, with a yellow basically, cover. It's like right? that's yellow face. Uh, Poppy Wars has like a white cover with like black smoke, white and red. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, excuse me, guys. I don't think it's red. Um, it's, it's on my list. Don't white. worry. Yeah, Poppy Wars. Yeah, it's really good. It's like a fictionalized retelling of Mao Zedong's, um, you know, fights of power. But there's like magic and phoenixes. It's really cool. I, I've, I've been a little – I feel like the Western Dragon Knights fantasy has been overdone. This is a really good read. Um, yeah. Um, what am I looking forward to the most? Dune. Dune. Dune 2. Oh, you just reminded me yeah, of Dune 2. That looks two sick. Is... That honestly looks sick. I think for me – okay. So I'm currently playing this video game by some Korean developers. Koreans are not known for like video game development. So this is actually uh-huh. like a big W. Um, it's called Lies of P, Ooh, and it's Korea. like a gritty retelling of Pinocchio. Um, it's fucking cool. It's pretty cool. It's you know, like you told me earlier in the week, and I looked up clips. It looks sick. It looks kind of dark. Yeah, I like dark shit. Um, <laughs> and uh, it it's like Geppetto like lost his son, and so Pinocchio is his like attempt to recreate it. But it, it takes a dark twist. It's pretty cool so far. Um, I'm really enjoying that. I'm stuck on a boss right now. Uh, but the thing I'm looking forward to, I will say this is probably recency bias. Um, but Echo, um, the Marvel TV show, it's, uh, it's a Marvel TV show 
uh, about a deaf character, but the fight scenes look realistic and not like CGI orgy of uh, like aliens fighting like John Wick, 1000 John Wick armor. 1. Yeah, it and it's got Daredevil and it looks really Okay, lit. reminiscent of Netflix's Daredevil and I think that that's like a for me it's like a little bite-sized thing that I think I, I'm looking forward to. Like I said, recency bias, there was a trailer for it like yesterday. So could be that I'm just like excited for it because recency bias. Um, and the other thing that was going to come to mind was Last of Us season two. Um, but oh, I don't know. Yes, yes. I don't know if that's 2024. I don't know if that's 2024. Oh, uh, uh, okay. But I know they just cast a major character, and that character mm-hmm. is going to be very de- divisive. Very, very, very divisive. I was talking to a friend of mine who played the Last of Us two video game. I loved it. I know who you're talking about. I know who you're talking about. I loved I it, exactly and he hated it. About. And so, mm-hmm. but it's one of those things where, like, you know when people read the books and they're watching the TV show and, you know, um, Jamie Lannister's about to get his hand chopped off and the friend that read the book is, like, in the back in the living of the living room with his arms crossed and he's like, just wait, just wait, what's going to happen? Just pay attention, something crazy is going to happen. And you're like, shut the fuck up, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> of course his name's Christian. <laughs> yeah all right i'm 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 glad we're getting better at setting up like you you guys yeah. don't know that um nate and i spent like 10 minutes getting my lighting and yeah. i finally got a microphone so i'm actually looking forward to sharing some clips from this and sending a link yeah. out but i guess this is our our official episode one um miguel where can our, our viewers find you so Mainly go on on Instagram, uh, Miguel Mariano, M I G L Mariano, or apparently find me on YouTube and subscribe. Um, it's just Miguel Mariano, my full name. Um, awesome, and, and you can find me is- on Instagram. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram and Twitch. I'm anchovies. It's like anchovies, just without the A in the beginning. And then on YouTube and on TikTok, I'm Who's Nathaniel Cho. <laughs> And oh, before we leave, Miguel, I have a question. Real quick, name me your favorite music video that came out last year, not K-pop. And if you can't do that one, name me any music video that came out last year. But you can't. I can't. I can't. Yeah, just music one of the. Dead. All right, it's dead. <laughs> okay. It's dead. Music videos are dead. <laughs> music videos, music are, videos dead. are dead. Bye, bye, bye. Love you. Bye.